Hey, everybody. Hope this finds you well. You are joining me, Samson Folk, your host, as per usual, of the Raptors Reaction Podcast after the Raptors win in their first season. Well, first preseason game, I should say, 114 to 82 over the Utah Jazz. And a quick Raptors Republic note, eight Raptors Republic alumni at Media Day, including myself. We had Aiden Moss out at Victoria and Orrin Weisfeld covering them over there. And we had another Raptors Republic member at this preseason game, Matt Cunningham. So we've been represented at everything so far. So stay tuned with Raptors Republic this season. Big things, myself and Lewis are credentialed on behalf of Raptors Republic. Just a quick note before I talk about the game. So hell yeah, super fun game. Uh, I think the standouts, the headlines is going to be Precious Achua, uh, among other things. But Precious, we saw it against the 76ers, and it was a burgeoning storyline, a burgeoning thing in his game that he was probably too potent off the dribble for other big men to hang with him. And the Raptors, they teased this around with, you know, getting, he started shooting the three ball well, started drawing closeouts. He got to punch a lot of gaps. He was getting to the rim. He was hitting threes 40% after the all-star break. Pretty, pretty impressive there on like four attempts a game. Super big deal. But on top of that, the Raptors just started handing him some possessions in this game to see like, hey, you've got the ball 45 extended. Let's see what you can do with it. And the answer to that question was good things almost every single time. Yes, there's like maybe a bit more meat on the bone than he could chew at times. But seeing a guy with that level of control, burst, and wiggle is uh, it's pretty unique. And in the open floor, he looked awesome. You know, Pascal off the start of this game is a guy just kind of getting his reps in. He wasn't going into all his isolation bag stuff, but he was doing grab and go, the little pitch out to Fred on the wing for a triple, finding Precious so he gets sore to the rim. We're starting, you know, when, when players start to do things really well, you immediately start to recognize what's happening. And Precious coming from the left side of the basket and finishing with his right hand, that inside hand for the, the layup is something that is starting to kind of be etched on the inside of my brain. He was just awesome. As far as other guys, like if we're talking about the starting lineup, there's eight points, five points, seven points, nine points, three points. The guy who played the most among them was Scotty Barnes at 17 minutes. In fact, Scotty played more than, damn, almost everybody else. He just played, yeah, only six seconds less than Malachi at 17.38. Interesting wrinkle. That's a lot of minutes for Scotty. But anyway, the yeah, the starters, they're playing pretty good defense, especially OG, actually. OG's rotations were pretty crisp for a preseason game. And uh, the rest of the guys, like, Pascal, Fred, Gary, Scotty Barnes, they're all very active defenders, and that can be very overwhelming for a Utah team that just complete. They, they traded Rudy Gobert. They traded Donovan Mitchell. They have a bunch of new guys in-house. Like Colin Sexton, there were some interesting aspects of his game in this one, but for the most part, this is a team that doesn't know how to collectively attack a defense, and the Raptors are a team that's going to throw a lot of attention at the point of attack. They're going to throw a lot of attention at one guy. And so, you know... <laughs> 82 points for the Jazz is obviously an indication that the Raptors' defense was quite good for the preseason. But on top of that, you know, this is a Jazz team that's going to try and find itself over the course of this year and will probably be in the running for Scoot or Wembenyama and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Scotty, quite a few turnovers in this one. There's, I would say, poor, well, quite a few is two. But they stuck out because they were in transition where he's typically a really good decision maker. But everything was made fine because he was at the 45 extended. 
out beyond the three-point line. He had Mike Conley on him. And he, you know, he's, he put his butt into Mike Conley, dribbled him down to about eight feet, hit one of his classic, like, inside shoulder turns and push shots, and, and he made it. And I was like, yeah, that's Scotty from last year. We'll see what he adds as the season goes on. It, it obviously wasn't incredibly intuitive what he would be trying to add. He's talked about the jump shot. Other people have talked about the jump shot, but that's basically every player is trying to add that. The in-between stuff, I'm curious to see how he builds out his game. And this game, he was just kind of going through the motions, and that's okay, as was the case for Pascal and, and Fred and Gary, obviously. Like, Fred is running the break a little bit. He's, he's spacing out on offense. He's not trying to do too much off the dribble. Same goes for Pascal and, and Fred as well. But with OG... He did try and do a little bit of stuff off the start anyway. And that was, I think that he had bad results uh, offensively, which is okay because OG, the strengths of his game aren't in creation and it's totally his right to try and grow in that way. And that means that you get the bumps. And in this game, this preseason game, we saw the bumps. It wasn't like, you know, there's some shot creation that was at the scrimmage between the A team and the B team at, at the Raptors training camp where OG was kind of popping off off the dribble, but that didn't really happen in this game. That's okay. That's basically the starters. Okay, so Precious, we talked about him. He was awesome in the open floor. He was pretty good kind of getting to his own shot. Like, you know, taking a big man off the dribble, getting to a little pop stop at like eight feet push shot. That's nice because they're trying to catch up to him. Just getting the ball on the catch, you know, pump down into the lane, dunked, uh, you know, he dunked something that nobody else on the team could have dunked, where he took off from a guy like on his hip, jumped with him, precious, rare athletic ability to stay up in the air and contort and finish with, you know, a one-handed slam. And then on top of that too, is like he got he leaked out above the break, dead on from the basket, right above it, and canned a triple too. There's just a lot of fun stuff happening there. And defensively, Precious is I mean, he could he could end up being in consideration for all defense this year. Uh, Chris Boucher, uh, Lewis had a tweet about this, that uh, he ended up leading the Raptors in plus minus, which is obviously a running thing last year. Chris Boucher, when he was on the floor, the Raptors win minutes. That was the case in this one. I think Chris actually led them in scoring. Yeah, with 11. And it's because he runs the floor. He cuts like a, he's very proactive as a cutter. He's super long. He can finish at the rim. And he's a big target for passes to be made into him. He was, and he hit a three. Like he was just active. And uh, when you're as talented as Chris Boucher, when you're as active as Chris Boucher, it's easy to leave your imprint on the game. And so, you know, he's plus 16 in like 14 minutes, actually had a double double, 11 and 10. And in a, a game that's kind of broken down and has a lot of broken plays and is messy overall, Chris Boucher's length and activity is just a super easy to input and like, hey, that's a good thing that's going to happen. Thad, I think Thad played the least minutes of anybody. And he was just chilling. There's, we don't have to dive into Thad Young or anything like that. Of the rest of the guaranteed contract, guys, I think that Malachi Flynn popped the most, if I do say so myself. And some of that is a little bit of shot making. A little bit of that is being able to create with, with a screener. And I've talked about this ad nauseum. Basically, the whole deal with Malachi Flynn, is this guy has to have a screener with him that will let him get into advantageous positions, or he's just in a position where the Raptors say, you have to make pull-ups, and you have to create, and to his credit, 
he did the thing that isn't reliant on like just hitting shots. And Malachi Flynn was pretty good at the point of attack. His defense looked, I honestly was really happy with it. But he's in a tough position offensively. He played the most minutes. He got to eight points. He shot three of five. He hit both his triples. That's good stuff. And like the jumper, it's a nice looking jumper. It seems like it should be something that works for him. But will it be to the point where he's just a guy who's pulling up without conscience and and still adding as a positive guy? Because that's the role that seems to be mapped out for him with the Raptors, unless somebody emerges as a good pick and roll partner. That remains to be seen. Coloco, Coloco had a couple nice screening actions with Flynn. Coloco had a bucket after setting a screen for Pascal, roll, hit him there, get to the rim for a layup. Like that's that's easy stuff. And in a preseason game, we'll see what happens when it's not an empty side and there's a guy tagging and all that kind of stuff has to happen. But Coloco, in addition to Flynn, I, I kind of like the minutes. They didn't wow me or anything like that. Uh, the feet actually look a little bit slower than I might have expected, which is a little bit weird because at, at Arizona, they looked quite rapid at times. So maybe just like a weird game. You know, he's not as sure about where he's supposed to be stepping to, what kind of space he's supposed to be occupying on defense, all that kind of stuff. But we'll see what happens with that as it goes forward. But as far as a guy kind of pressing the offensive glass, being active, I didn't mind it on the inside. I thought that uh, Coloco showed enough to be like, hey, that's our young big. That's our second round draft pick. So I felt good about that. Wancho, Birch actually, Birch, everybody was talking about it on Twitter. And I'm sure everybody will talk about it in their coverage, but Birch looked a lot more spry. The guy was playing with the torn meniscus for who knows how long, which is kind of an insane thing to play with. I know the Raptors maybe are used to those types of things because Kyle Lowry, you know, he's the greatest Raptor of all time. And that dude played with a torn ACL and didn't get it repaired surgically, just strengthened his leg at Villanova, which is pretty nuts. But yeah, Kim, he looked better. He even had like a, a creation play where he was above the break, kind of took a guy, I can't remember if it was Moritz Wagner, but took a guy off the bounce, got to his shot, hit a little banker. That's fun. That's nice to see. He also got battered and bruised. He was getting whacked down there. And Malachi also got whacked too, which is worth noting. Wancho, I mean, Wancho, Wancho didn't look that great, but that's okay. That's the kind of the thing with like Wancho, Josh Jackson, Wilson, Delton, Gabe Brown, Ron Harper Jr., you know, all these guys, and Delano Banton fits in here. These guys are trying to make their impact on this roster. They're trying to find their spot. And for a guy like Jeff Doughton, he looked really, really rattled early on. But by the time, you know, we're kind of winding down the fourth quarter, this is a guy who's breaking ankles, snaking the pick and roll, getting to where he wants on the floor. And he looked really quite good. If he had come into the game and played like that, he would have maybe been the best looking guy there. Although Josh Jackson and Banton both had, I think, pretty tremendous games for themselves. And and Gabe Brown, Ron Harper Jr. I like Gabe Brown. I liked him quite a bit even before this. So I may be a bit biased. I saw more of him than I saw of Ron Harper. But those guys, they're just completely getting used to the NBA level. And you could you could notice that they're having a kind of a tough time imprinting. Brown, he had that like behind the back, behind the back combo. Hit a triple. That's good stuff. He also had a couple nice rotations uh, towards the rim defensively that I liked. DJ Wilson, very active as a connecting piece. We, it remains to be seen if that's something that the Raptors will value insofar as the preseason. Because you're looking for guys to pop 
And DJ Wilson being a guy who's like, okay, he'll run out a little bit. He's mostly running DHOs offensively. He cashed the triple. He's going to try and crash the glass, but doesn't do so as well as some of the other guys towards the end of the bench. It's just a, it's an uphill battle for him. I'm interested to see how it shakes out the rest of the game. But his numbers are quite good. 7-6-4 and four in 14 minutes. I mean, you can hang your hat on that all day. Delano. So Delano does this thing <laughs> that I personally have a problem with in the half court. He always picks up his dribble above the break. And he did do that two times in this game. And he also, he had a chance to beat a guy off the dribble and got called for a, you know, a carry. Well, or a up and whatever the hell you want to call it. He, he, he held the ball under his hand too long and it allowed him to get a burst, but the ref called it. That was all not great. But I tell you what was great. Some of his defensive plays, the awareness to kind of hang around in the lane because you know somebody's trying to play make to the middle get in on things, get a steal. And then he just, he had a lot of a lot of success pushing in transition. And good for him. It's tough to score at the NBA level. You have to supplement your game the way you best see fit. And he was able to do that in transition. Finished with nine points, three rebounds, one assist, two steals. I have so much trepidation about what Delano looks like in the half court. But pushing in transition in this game, I think he did a hell of a job. Josh Jackson, man, that dude looked really really good on defense for anybody who's been paying attention to my work leading up to this I've been kind of you know maybe maybe there's some error in here but I've been like wow Josh Jackson has no guarantees in his contract he's he has a contract that the Raptors would give to somebody if they didn't want to give a guy like a shred of money just it's as cheap as possible and he got that contract there's no guarantees in it there's nothing saying like hey you know we're gonna keep you in house but Josh he looked awesome. There was a little stop and pump job, stop and pop jump shot, I should say. There was um, a little bit of pop off the dribble. Like he got a couple guys and with with combos as well. It looked sharp. He's still a great athlete. I mean, that's why he was drafted out of Kansas fourth overall. He's he's a pretty athletic dude, and that that mixed with like an awareness defensively, tremendous defensive feel. He was moving really well on the interior of the Raptors defense and even the the actions on the outside. I thought that he was like he's when they were switching, he switched well. When a guy got beat, he rotated well. And if there was a, like if somebody was rotating to a guy who was getting beat, he was zoning up the two guys who were left. It was just it was a guy who was playing good defense within that system. And he ended up with 10 points, two rebounds. He went four for five from the floor, hit his two free throws. He was just like he came into the game and he turned the ball over twice and it looked bad. And it was just like, oh, this dude's super uncomfortable. But I think he led with his defense and found a really happy medium. And yeah, Josh Jackson looked awesome in this game. Who knows what's going to happen because Josh is an NBA veteran. He's been in the league for some time now. He has the pedigree of a top five pick, which rarely do you get on an exhibit nine contract. And he looked good. But the Raptors probably want to balance potential with impact. And how much potential does Josh provide relative to a guy like Jeff Doughton? How much does he provide to Gabe Brown or Donald Banton or Champagny? And, you know, Champagny was injured for this game, by the way, as was Otto Porter Jr. And we'll see what happens Otto is on the team, obviously. He's the mid-level exception contract. But uh, we'll see what happens with Champagny. I like Champagny a lot. I hope he makes the team. I want to see him in this preseason. But there were some guys at the end of the bench who, you know, they made strides. 
And it was probably meaningful for Nick Nurse and the coaching staff to watch a guy like Josh Jackson seamlessly fit in there. Like, if he's playing really good defense, why wouldn't Nick Nurse, who has a book out about how to shoot the ball and has, like, a program and all this kind of stuff, why wouldn't he be the guy who says, you know, Josh Jackson, when he's under me, he can hit, like, 37% of his threes this year, and he'll play the defense that we ask him to. There's a possibility it shakes out that way. But this stuff is all still well underway. This is this is how it's going to shake out. The Raptors, they know what their rotation is going to look like. They they know they want certain guys like Scotty, like Precious, to really pop off and develop new things, interesting things. But a lot of this preseason is figuring out what the back end of the rotation looks like and hopefully finding a guy who can you know, allow these guys to get a little bit more rest during the regular season because they did not get a lot <laughs> last year, obviously. But super fun game. Uh, I was I was extremely happy with it. Reggie Evans' award winner for this one has to be Chris Boucher. I kind of wax poetic about how good he was, and I feel the exact same way currently. I thought Chris Boucher was awesome. And so, yeah, thanks for tuning in with me. I'm Samson Folk. If you've been listening to the Reaction, Raptors Reaction Podcast, as you well know, I will be here after every game of the preseason, of the regular season, of the postseason, and I'll be doing a whole bunch of work with Raptors Republic this year. Lots and lots, as will many other very talented people. Thanks for tuning in with me, and uh, yeah, whether you got into this in the morning or at night, have a blessed day, and goodbye. <laughs>